welcome to the weekly Boost. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host for this show. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have degrees in human biology and business and have been working in the fitness slash wellness slash healthcare industry for over 18 years now. Each week on the show, I'll be discussing a new topic and we'll be covering the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, inclusive of fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, wellness products, etc. And my philosophy with this show, and really with Boost Health in general, is to be open-minded and try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of wellness tactics that could be a real difference maker. Anecdotally, I'll say that there have been several major, major strategies that made a very distinct change in my fitness and wellness balance that I was definitely not open to initially. Full body strength training, uh, eating plants-based, using coconut oil for just about everything are just a few examples. I'll be sharing knowledge on wellness tactics that have been successful and unsuccessful based on my experience research, and experience of others. Some of the strategies that are shared may or may not work for you, but the fun is in the experiment. At worst, you'll know with some level of certainty what does not work for you, and at best, you'll uncover something that changes your life. So thank you for joining me on this journey of finding wellness balance. Now, I've heard that you can't change someone's beliefs without changing their experience. This seems fairly accurate to me. Since this is the first Weekly Boost podcast, I wanted to share a bit about a very difficult experience that was paramount in changing my views on wellness balance. This episode is titled Genesis of the Caveman. The Game. I was sitting at a table in a meeting room with four other work colleagues, and we were tearing our hair out trying to solve a problem. Now, it wasn't a job-related issue, though, and we were not working as a team. Instead, we were individually trying to think of how to define ourselves in just eight letters and or numbers. The name of the game was License Plate. It was an icebreaker exercise to learn more about our colleagues by writing down what our vanity license plate would have on it. It was actually a really fun concept, but it was also challenging. At least it was for me. How was I going to define myself in just eight characters or less? I wanted my colleagues to know that I had a family with two great kids, that I worked hard, uh, that I had a passion for wellness, I had a good sense of humor, etc. But then I remembered what my wife had been calling me lately. Caveman. Only seven letters. It was perfect. But to tell you the story of Caveman, I have to tell you a little bit more about my background and why mentors matter, especially for me. As far back as I can remember, I was always interested in wellness and fitness. My dad had this old uh, Joe Weider Olympic barbell and weight set in the garage. The weights were hilarious. Uh, concrete forms encased in plastic and sort of falling apart, but they did the job. And I really recall being intrigued by the weights and even throwing them around a little bit in like fourth grade or so. 
My dad always exercised regularly. He lifted weights and he would go on runs. My mom always cooked healthy homemade foods from scratch. Uh, we rarely would eat out at restaurants. And both my parents would encourage me and my younger sister to eat healthy and get outside and play and play with our friends and ride our bikes and play sports and have a good attitude. Most importantly, our parents practiced what they preached. They didn't command us to eat our veggies, but leave them off of their own plate. They didn't push us to exercise and engage in sports and play outside. And meanwhile, just sit on the couch. They would get out there and engage in activities with us. Now, you could argue that maybe I would have been interested in wellness and fitness without such good role models, but it certainly did not hurt. Now, according to ScienceDaily.com, a Duke Medicine study showed that kids whose moms encouraged them to exercise and eat well and model those healthy behaviors themselves are more likely to be active and healthy eaters. I also had really good coaches for strength and conditioning through high school, and, and this really had a major impact on me. Uh, what I remember the most was the summer uh, football conditioning program before my freshman year of high school. Um, it was in the early 90s. We were still living in Florida when my dad was stationed there in the military. It was great because we learned proper technique on Olympic powerlifting moves, uh, how to push ourselves, but also to lift safely, and how to take care of our teammates with careful spotting. Now, for the early 90s, this was pretty progressive to have such good uh, strength and conditioning programming. Um, we were in the South, and, and football is king in the South, so uh, they definitely were sort of ahead of the game. And I remember one coach who called me Sandy, which was short for Sandberg, and he would remind me almost every workout uh, that my friends were still in bed or eating chips on the couch while I was building some serious beach muscles. Now, this was regardless of the fact that I was six feet nothing and weighed a hundred and nothing. Good sports coaches seem to always have the best way uh, to reach kids with their special turn of phrase. My point, my point is that good mentors matter. Mentors shaped my love for wellness, fitness, and coaching. But what does all this have to do with this icebreaker game and, and caveman? Well, it all started when I lost my most important mentor, my dad. How could this happen? In the summer of 2005, dad and I were cruising down the highway in a mint green Prius en route for California from Kansas. I had just graduated from KU and I was moving out to San Diego where my future bride and I had jobs waiting for us. Dad traded me his lovely mint green Prius for my Ford Expedition. <laughs> as it would get much better gas mileage out on the crowded highways of California. We were uh, taking turns driving and monitoring who could get the best gas mileage average. I remember a lot of coasting and drafting huge trucks at terribly slow speeds, and this was all for the glory of earning the title of best driver. I also remember both of us being in a lot of pain on that trip, actually. I tweaked my back somehow, and Dad was having a lot of stomach pain. We journeyed on, though, despite the pain, and we still had a really great trip. It was a whole lot of fun driving out to San Diego together. He stayed with us for a few days, uh, but was in such bad pain, he really only wanted to lay around and rest, and this was not like him at all. We thought maybe it was ulcers or bad food or something of the like. And he was not about to go see a doctor about it, though. No, sir. 
A few weeks after he got back home to Kansas, he and mom called me and let me know he was still having trouble and they were having some tests run at the hospital. After a ridiculously long four weeks, in my opinion, four weeks took a, was way too long uh, to run the diagnostics on him, uh, we finally learned uh, that he had pancreatic cancer. And sadly, the cancer had metastasized so badly that the tumor could not be removed. Dad put up a great fight, but the survival rate for pancreatic cancer is very low. We lost him in February of 2006. How could this happen? He was only 53. Dad took great care of himself. He never smoked, exercised regularly, ate healthy. It wasn't fair. According to the American Cancer Society, there are risk factors for pancreatic cancer that you cannot control, such as age or family history. But there are risk factors that you can control, like being at a healthy body weight, which he was, not smoking, which he didn't do, limiting alcohol use, which he did, and limiting exposure to certain chemicals. I don't know about that one necessarily. He you know, worked in the military and the Air Force for a long time. Maybe he was exposed to something. We are not aware of any pancreatic cancer on dad's side of the family. And at 53, he was not at risk from an age perspective. As mentioned earlier, he took great care of himself. So what could it be that caused the cancer? Well, of course, we don't know for sure. Elimination. I suppose at this point, you could go down quite a few different paths as a child of a father who passes away from cancer at a young age. I guess one path would be to go on unchanged in your own life, like nothing had happened, although that just seems unimaginable to me. Another path, the one that I admit I went down for a few months, is being really, really angry at the doctors for not diagnosing the cancer faster. Uh, it doesn't do much good, of course. One sad path may be to assume that taking good care of yourself apparently does no good. And then to proceed with self-destructive, unhealthy behaviors, since nothing really matters. I did not entertain that path, thankfully, nor did my sister. Instead, the path that I chose shortly after Dad passed away is a path of avoidance and extremeness, elimination, simplicity, suppression, and most importantly, enlightenment. I decided I was going to be an N equals one experiment in preventing pancreatic cancer and finding wellness balance. I started to look more carefully at everything that I put in and on my body. I already reviewed food labels at a macro level, but I started to look more carefully at all ingredients. I also began to examine the ingredients in deodorant, lotion, shampoo, shaving cream, laundry soap, sunscreen, etc. If we look at nutrition labels out of concern of what enters our body, then should we not see what is entering our bloodstream through our skin? Now, you can argue about percentages of different chemicals, absorbing at different rates in different people all you like. My, now, my new outlook was if a potentially hazardous chemical was going to be entering my body, I was going to do my best to avoid it. I started listening to wellness ideas from everyone. I started considering things I would never have considered before, like eating only plants and using coconut oil as deodorant and lotion, taking cold showers, changing my strength workouts to full body, and even swimming. As I tried these ideas and many others, my wife began to lovingly call me Caveman. Mission. 
I think about my dad every day. I hope that my pursuit of health and wellness balance will honor him. My goal with Boost Health is to share experiences, successes, and failures in health pursuits with everyone who will listen, and hopefully ideas and inspiration will be gleaned. For me personally, I can say that the knowledge that I have put into action has been transformative. I feel better than I ever have in my life at 39. I was already taking good care of myself, but I've been able to move the needle closer to great. My doctor says that my blood work numbers could not be better. I now can effortlessly maintain a healthy body weight with body fat residing between 9 and 10%. I can lift heavy weights, but I can also still keep up with my endurance buddies pretty well on uh, running and biking. Perhaps some of the information I share will boost your health. That is the dream of this caveman. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic. Please visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for more motivation and information. There are workout videos, healthy recipes, and soon I'll be launching the Boost Health Performance Apparel line. You can support Boost by clicking the Amazon banner at the bottom of the homepage and shopping. You get your normal Amazon shopping done and Boost Health gets a kickback, so everyone wins. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week.